I don't know. If, I, with, if these guys are available, I take Davion Mitchell at five, and then Bo Knight at eight if he's available. You think that they need to fill the the needs of their backcourt first? Yes. See, that's that's one I of the reasons why I think that the Magic could use a guy like me or a guy like Barnes because like who who is in their front court? I mean, they have like the, Jonathan Isaac's not, not like, there. Yeah, Isaac's Isaac. terrible. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying it is Isaac. But I'm saying like who else? Like who who else is there that Wendell that they, they're like? Oh, I need. I'm not. I'm, He's a okay. center, but. I'm Wait, saying like there's about? no. I'm saying they have Isaac. They have nobody else in their front court. That you're like, ah, I really want this guy to continue to get a lot of minutes. I really need this guy to continue to play a lot. And I mean, bar, I, not that they have many guys like that in the backcourt, but like I think taking two guards like that, like which is what would make sense with just like if you're looking like who the best players are, makes sense. But like then what? You have those two guys with Markel and cannot remember who, but they have like they have a couple other good players in the backcourt. Oh, too. Like, they have RJ Hampton there. They have like Hampton there as well. They have Anthony. You know, they have guys. They've they, they've invested exclusively in forwards recently. Um, so I don't know. That's just that's right. I think it's interesting. People forget about him because he tore his ACL at Auburn, but they have Chuma Okiki. Dude, I mean, he's so good. I love Chuma. I, I just but Chuma also is a shooting guard. You know, I, I no, he's I, not. No, he's not. He's a small he's forward. Not. He's a small he's forward, a power forward. He's no chance. He's I'm never saying been a shooting guard. You you have you have. You have Jonathan Isaac, predominantly your three and D defensive anchor. You're gonna play Mo Bamba. I'm sorry, Wendell Carter. You just I don't think he's cutting it anymore. You're gonna play. So you're gonna have Isaac and Mo Bamba, and then you're gonna have Okiki, who balances out with Jonathan Isaac as predominantly more scorer, whereas Jonathan Isaac anchors the defense. And then you're gonna try and filter in new guard draft Davion Mitchell, but they should draft Zare Williams and single-handedly have one of the longest teams in the league. I just feel like they'll be a defensive. If, well, you, if, yeah. you, if, if you throw Zare Williams there at shooting guard. I mean, I love RJ Hampton. I think Davion Mitchell is like your safety blanket if he develops. Him. I feel like his upside is there. Uh, I'm not huge on Cole Anthony. So I feel like they need to fill that void at like shooting guard-ish, point guard, shooting guard. But I drafting someone like, like Zare Williams that can play the small forward or shooting guard, I think that's a good fit for them at five and eight. I feel like Davion Mitchell and Zaire Williams. So, so wait, I feel like I should Mike. clarify. Number, hold on, real quick. I just feel like I should clarify. Number one, I just looked it up. I thought that Chumo KK was a shooting guard because I knew that he was six six. I apologize. That's that six six to me means shooting guard. So, apologize. But, no, that's fine. I mean, Zaire Williams I, is a shooting guard and he's six eight. So, like, I get it. Right. Yeah. It's again positionless. Um, so, what I was saying though is. I th- first of all, I think the Magic, I think the only player that they have that you're like, I would never want to draft a guy at the same position. I would never want to – actually, is no one because Isaac can play the three or the four. But I think Isaac's the only guy that you, you're not going to want to overfill players that do the same thing as him. I think everybody else in that team is replaceable. No offense to the players in that team. Like, there's good players in that team. I think that everybody is, is replaceable. You could add another guy that's like them. And so I really like Zay Williams today, though, by the way, to the Magic. Like, I super high on Zay Williams. I know, like – wait, wait, how do you pronounce his first name? I don't know if it's Zaire or Zaire. I, I, I haven't yeah. really been, I, I'm not sure. I don't know the pronunciation. I, I'm pulling a Giuseppe, Zion Williams. But, like. I so. like him a lot, though. Yeah. Like, the guy is, like like you said, super long. I think I saw that he has, like, a 6'11 wingspan. You know, he, super, you know, guy can dunk. He's super athletic. I think he fits the magic well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Mitchell and Mitchell and Zaire I can get behind that. Um, I don't think I can get behind two guys who are purely guards, though. Um, just for that team specifically, just because they have just so many needs throughout the roster. When you have two picks in the top eight, I, I think you have to try to fill as many as you can, personally. 
I like Davion Mitchell and and Bo Knight better than someone like Moses Moody. Um, so I definitely think they go to the likings of those guys. I mean, Keon Johnson is Diallo 2.0, and I, I don't think that anyone in the top 10 should take him. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, Mike. I'm not really high on him. Not not hating on Diallo. Yeah, I, I, I love I Diallo. Love but... I don't love Keon Johnson either, to be honest. He's like an athletic freak, but I just like – yeah, but like I mean, being almost six, like five, overly athletic and like you know, or like there's not much to him. I feel. No, I totally agree. So it's kind of it's yeah. kind of tough with him. I like not saying that he's not gonna could not be, like he might be a relevant player in the NBA. Could be a good player to take him at nine, ten, eight. Like no. So yes, I, I prefer Davion Mitchell or Bo Knight to him and Moses Moody personally. Um, but yeah, outside of Isaac on that team, I feel like there's positions to fill. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, are you talking about Chumo Kiki? I, I mean, I really like him, but, <laughs> but definitely, like, you could fill his position. Like, he's no, not like course. a dead, you know, like a dead right. starter. Like, he's just playing there because, you know, there's no one else. But I think he's, I think he is a good player. Um, what was I going to say about? Um... It's like oh, Aaron. It, sorry, Aaron yeah, Gordon left, and and Okiki had those. That stretch of good games. I just wanted to see more from him. I really like him. I just wanted. I just wish I saw more. From him. For yeah. sure, he can. He could be your your, your scoring in 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 the front court um, that you need because you have Mo Bamba and Isaac will block literally everything in sight. So yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we're like able to talk about this because that's a good a good question to bring up, Vince. Because I think that they could use another forward. And I don't think I've done my due diligence with Zaire Williams because, I mean, I think I need to go go do my research on this guy because he seems like, you know, he's a good player and I haven't really looked into him enough to put him in my top 10 or, you know, my top 15. So I definitely i am going to be looking more into him because from the sounds of it, he sounds like a good player. Um, you know what he but, is, Giuseppe? He's one of those guys that was awesome in high school. Everybody looked at him like, oh, this guy's going to be a stud. And then had a really bad freshman year of college. You know, he's, he's one of those guys. He got hit by a train, bro. I mean, just, oh, I mean I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's tough. Get this guy out of here. Stage. Uh, but, I yeah, I, I really like him. He, At the end of it, I do want to go through. I know Giuseppe and I have a list. I'm not sure if Matt and Vincent wrote out a top 10. or I mean, I put 12 because I was really struggling in that 8-12 range, who I really wanted to solidify there. But I, I have him at 6 on my list, and – Right behind him is Bo Knight. Giuseppe single-handedly drove his stock up for me. So, but I, you know, I know we have we, to. But that's what we do. I mean, like that's why. I, yeah, no, I love it. Just like you like say, Tyra Williams. Do... Like I need to let, I need to look him up because I feel like I'm really like I haven't given him the due diligence. I feel like if I if I watch this guy, I'm gonna really like him. Put him in my top ten. Like this is how you know, like yeah. I, like this, like hearing from you, I'm like you know, this guy sounds like I missed on him right now. You know. No, I mean, of course. I mean, there's plenty of them, and, that, and that's why it's great. I mean, we'll definitely revisit this post-draft or even, like, on draft night. Revisit those kind of initial thoughts. You know, we've only seen so much right now, and especially with a weird year with, still with COVID, uh, it's tough. It's it's like last year again, all over again. Yeah, and it's cool to see, like, where we value these players and where NBA teams value these players because I think – where NBA team value the players, that makes a big difference in their stock. You know, if like, if a player like Bo Knight gets drafted in the top, you know, six to eight range, you could tell that he's, you know, like he's getting that hype. But if he get if he drops to fifteen, and I'm like, you know, what am I, what am, what I, am I missing? missing? Yeah, like why is an NBA team 
for not sure being what I see, you know, type deal. So it's like it's cool to be able to put our own perspective on things. And like same with like Jalen Green, like Mike and I both really like Jalen Green. I'm sorry, oh god, not Jalen Green, Jalen yeah, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, oh, We're big fans Johnson of is a Johnson. third. And like, but also he has a lot of maybe off the court issues that people have been talking about. So where does he fall? And how does that affect, you know, my evaluation on him? Because I think he's a great player. And I think an NBA team will take a chance on him. I mean, that's, I definitely... I was just going to say, Mike, that's a really good point, Shabby, about players that you only see them in a certain place because you're told that they're that guy. I literally remember, I think it was 2015, like, I remember looking, like, seeing Dario Saric go number four and being like, why did he just go... Like, I was like, I know everybody likes him a lot, but why? Like, I, you know, and, and then I remember, like, a couple years ago, everybody in the world was like, why does nobody want to take a shot on Michael Porter Jr.? Like, why is nobody, like, just because this guy got hurt, like, I understand it's risky, but, like, you know, you have the 13th pick in the draft. Like, we have the 11th pick, 12th pick. Why are you not trying for this guy? Like, I feel like a lot of times we look at MGMs and we don't understand what they're doing, but we just follow their lead anyways. We value players like that because of what they're saying because obviously they're way better at their job than we are. Obviously they know way more about basketball than we do, but they also sometimes are just a little bit too inside of the system, I think, personally. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just like, especially with Michael Porter Jr., I think it was just a project that not a lot of teams could afford, whereas the Denver Nuggets had a pretty solid team. They're like, you know what, we can afford a one-year project and getting this guy as healthy as possible before, you know, we're able to play him again. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you expect the NBA GMs to be, to know everything about these players before they get drafted. So, you know, like there's, of course, I'm going to second guess myself seeing where they, where they pick people as well. Yeah, it's it's also, you know, I'm just going to say it. It's a guess when you're us a lot of the times because we are talking about Michael Beasley earlier. I would have been a huge Michael Beasley fan if we had a podcast in 2009. I would have, you know, the guy, I would have been a very big fan of his. What happened to him was not, like, you know, what derailed him was not something we could have predicted. Even, like, a guy like Marco Fultz. Like, obviously, like, I know, I know you guys didn't see him as, like, as high as he was, but, like, that freak shoulder injury ruined him. It, it ruined his jumper, so... I don't know. Things can happen after the draft that make you look back and be like, why did I think that? Why did this NBA GM think that? And that's all in hindsight. So it's anyways, that's just that's my, my plug for us. And I think we're better than NBA GMs, but just saying that like a lot of times you can just be influenced by them because they're the best at what they do. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about James Bonite uh, right now. Go ahead, man. I want to talk about I mean, James Bonite, and then after, and then after that, and after we talk about James Bonite, I want to shout out Moses Moody because I love Moses Moody. But yeah, right? talk about James Bonite. Well, both both those guys. I don't know why I fell in love with right away when I saw him. But James Bonite, the first second I saw him, I thought Matisse Thybul. You know, uh, like defensively, like he's just like a bulldog, like defender. Um, not nearly as good as Matisse Thybul, but I think he's got the potential to be a very good defender and like potentially fantasy defender, getting some steals. His steals weren't very impressive this year with UConn, but I think he has that that build where he could be a menace defensively. And then when I saw him shoot, I was like, fell in love. Like this guy was making completely off balance shots, like like no problem. He also could jump out of the gym. Like I think he's just a great prospect, and I think any team would be lucky to have a guy like him. Yeah, I mean Bonet. I, I honestly, I know you should behind him. I haven't watched enough of him to say that I am as well because I look at, and again, the stats on everything, you know, he was on a UConn team where he had to handle a lot of the, but he, he was a 30% shooter in college. It's kind of hard for me to forget that. 
I, like I've seen stuff where he shoot. And that's the thing is like players can improve between college and the draft. And if he's that guy from three, like great defensive player. Yeah. He deserves to be up there. Um, that's just such a big question mark. But yeah, I, I like Bona as well. Um, just not as high him as you are. Yeah. I mean, I had him, I was like, really like the few, the few last few nights I'm like looking at these players and I'm like, Bonite might be my, you know, third, fourth overall player at this point. And then I also looked at his like college stats, which really did, like was discouraging. You know, like obviously not a very good field goal percentage in college, and um, not a very good playmaker to be honest. But yes, it was discouraging, and I could see where th- that could be an issue in the NBA form. But I think he's just overall such a good prospect that. I'm willing to overlook that at this point, you know, but definitely, I definitely did consider that. And if it wasn't for his field goal percentage, like I have a player like Davion Mitchell over him because Davion Mitchell was shooting over 50%. I think that was like super impressive, like um, significantly better than Bo Knight. And it kind of gave me the edge there, but yeah, I mean, I just like him so much. I think I'm super excited to watch him play wherever he goes. Like, I don't even care if he goes to the Kings, I'd still be super excited to see him play in the NBA. Just get another good point guard there. And l- unless his stock has ro- like risen even more than since the combine, uh, I I think he's gonna he's gonna land you know Pelicans or Hornets personally. Yeah, and that, those sound like decent like landing spots. Like the Pelicans, I think would be an ideal landing spot. But playing with Lamelo and the Hornets, that'd be sick. It would be. It's especially, just like especially for the Pel- if the Pelicans move on from Lonzo, which I know they're they're talking about doing. Um, then he would be phenomenal there. Like he would, he would, he would be his spot to lose. I mean, him he's and shooting Alexander guard, Walker. But... Um, still, you know, guard. No, I, I definitely get that. It's just tough because I, I don't know how much upside he brings on def- defense. And you already have like two predominant scores on that team in Ingram and Zion. So it's just like I don't necessarily know where he fits on the Pelicans and in the Hornets. I feel like he has a better chance, but you also have. Lamelo and Devontae Grant and Terry Rozier, so I feel like he he needs to get his he needs to go higher or or lower than that range. Like the Pacers, I, I feel I like the Pacers kinda, could be a great spot for him. But does he follow thirteen? I don't know. Does he follow actually, the Warriors at fourteen? I don't know. I mean, I'd love that. I, I'm as a Warriors fan, I'd love for him to go to the. I mean, what about the Warriors at seven? Are you saying like he doesn't have to move up or down? Yeah, I'm saying he has to go up yeah. or down because the teams in that range, unless unless the Spurs pick him, I, I I don't know. I mean, so unless he's like you know 12, 13, 14, he, he needs to be like six, seven, eight. Yeah, I well, feel the like Hornets, the Hornets, as far as fit, the Hornets no longer have Devontae Graham. At least at this point, he's an unrestricted free agent, so that's like at least another spot where he could play. Um, potentially, I, I, I actually bench. like the fiddle. I actually like the fit a lot with. With the Hornets, yeah, so um, do I. I think he'd be a good fit yeah. there. Like, I think that I, I think Terry Rozier would thrive as a six man, to be honest, as like a just scoring six man. And Devontae Graham is he, he plays like he's you know Benjamin Button. The guy gets worse every year. Um, <laughs> my number so one, I, don't, I don't even know if he's gonna be there. Like I said this already, my number one landing spot for him would be the Spurs, not just like for his draft capital, but just like if you if I could put him on any team, I'd always put him on the Spurs first. Then I think I'd put him on like the Pacers. I think that's a pretty good fit for him. And then I think I'd put him on um, the Warriors. Like, this is the three teams I'd, I'd like to see him go to. No, I, I, I can see that. You know, I'm, I'm not huge on him. I think he's, he's a, a good player. Uh, I, I just struggle when – he falls into the 
those question mark players for me. I mean, unless something changes. I'll tell you what, man. Another guy who might be a question mark player, though, but I – honestly, my favorite player outside of the top – honestly, outside of the top three, maybe outside of the top four if I want to throw Suggs in there as well. Um, dude, I love Moses Moody. I think he's so good. I, I've been seeing a lot of comps to, like – because I know he plays, like, kind of that two guard. I've been seeing a lot of comps to, like, a guy like Cal Bridges because he's really, really locked down on defense and, like, good three-point shooter. I, honest to God, see a lot of Drew Holiday in him. And I know that might be, like, kind of a, an offbeat take. I was trying to see – it's actually just looking this up to see if anybody else had said that as well. I haven't seen it. Dude, I like, he – the guy has super long arms. He's got a great wingspan. He's your ideal 2K player. He gets he gets steals in the ball. He can reach and he can even block three-pointers, kind of like a Matisse Thibel. And then, like, one of the better three-point shooters in the NCAA for his stock and for where he's at. So I actually really, really happen to like Moses Moody. Um, probably, yeah, probably – I would probably take him top five. If I were a franchise that like had an empty roster, dude, I'm so happy you said that. I I was really hyped up on him before the NCAA tournament, trying to get you guys on the hype train, and then he had a miserable NCAA tournament, which was like, oh man, that's it sucks. After I was hyping him up, but dude, I think the same thing. I think he's such a good player, Mikel Bridges. Mikel um, Bridges light, but worse on defense and better at shooting coming out of the gate. That's how I were to put him. I think he's like purely a spot up shooter, but I think he's a great defender, got great length. Like he can he's a pretty good shooter. He's like Walmart brand, like off brand Jalen Green when it comes to shooting, I think. Like he's he's a really good shooter and he just didn't show it in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he's got funky form, but every time I like I you know, it's one of those guys where you're kinda of shocked when it goes in, but it goes in, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, unfortunately, I I wish I agreed with with you guys here. It's not that I dislike Moses Moody, but I guess it, he's part of my struggles. You know, I see the direct comparison to a Mikal Bridges, and I see a direct comparison of Scotty Barnes to you know a Jonathan Isaac esque player. And I know I wonder if I struggle with them because I was so high. Those are my guys that like. I'm try- we're trying to compare him to him too much, and as there's almost like negative in my head, I I don't know yeah, because because you like those players so much that you just don't see them comparable to them, and then it like kind of devalues it reduces them. it in my head. Yeah, no, I, you know, because like that. I'm hearing Vincent talk, and I'm like, dude, you're selling me. Like, I'm where do I sign the papers? Like, I want to buy the house, but when I, I usually trust my initial judgment, and it wasn't there, so I, I love talking through it because I'm definitely going to reassess. But initially, Moses Moody wasn't someone crazily on my radar. So that's all I have to say about him. It's not that I think he's going to be bad. All right, guys. We have been recording for, I'm not sure, but around an hour. Um, I think we can wrap it up pretty soon. But I do, we've been talking mostly top 10 guys so far. Do we want to talk some sleepers? I feel like that's that's where you make your money here. I mean, I feel like that's where we're going to. That's our claim to fame is I feel like every year we pick a couple guys like, oh, this guy's, you know, later in the draft, really like him. Um, you know, who who are those guys for us? Who are these guys we're looking at that might be outside of the lottery, might even just be outside of the top ten that we're like, oh, this guy's a stud. Well, I mean, it's difficult because what do you consider like outside like Jalen Johnson and most projected to go either late lottery or just outside the lottery? Um I really like Jalen Johnson. Are we are we saying like players who are late, like late first round, maybe even second rounders? Because 
I mean, I have a few of those. I feel like those are the. Hey man, I'm just uh, I'm just handing you the stove. You could turn it up as high, as high as you want. You can make it. You can make these super hot takes, or you can go with you know who's projected 16th if you want to. I mean, I mean, mock drafts all over the place. I mean, I I have not found a consensus mock draft. I think literally Kai Jones is projected 29th on CBS, which I, I think is kind of crazy. Um, but I I I really like Trey Mann. I like Trey Mann a lot. He's projected, you know, late first round in in most mock drafts. I I think he's he's a huge sleeper. I think he really showed himself in the turn. Never got the respect. He didn't get the hype up that Jalen Suggs got. Jalen Suggs literally shot up in in mock drafts. I feel like Trey Mann is just, you know, still late first round. I don't know what the deal is. I think they both shot up. It's just that Jalen Suggs shooting up made him from like you know, top five to four and Trey Manns was going from not everybody knew about him to consensus first round pick. But I mean, I'm always down to, uh, always down to talk about a guard from Florida. You know how I, uh, you know, I got my boy Bradley Beal. So. Dude, you know what? I, I just, I just really regret making that trade with you. Cause I, I joked earlier saying, yeah, Spurs definitely don't have anyone else that I like on that team in the guard position. And you're going to sit there and say, yeah, you have Bradley B. He did not go to Florida. It just hurts Bradley me. I, Wait, what? Lonnie Walker. Oh. Oh, he played I, at Miami, though, I think. I, it's, that's on me. I was going to say, I, I know Bradley Beal went to Florida. I mean, I, what are you mad at me for? Just because I, I don't appreciate I, Lonnie I, I Walker he, enough? Yeah, you don't. You don't appreciate I tra- him at all. You That's why oh my God. I literally had to get Hamadou back. I literally overpaid to get him back because you just were disrespectful. I-, I can't let you throw soup at him in, like mentally. You didn't have to physically do it, but spiritually you did it. You threw soup on both of them, and I regret trading him to you. I'm happy yeah. I got Demar back. No, that's why like Mike and I don't make trades, but I would feel so comfortable trading a player I like to Mike because he'd appreciate it. Like Vince, I know he. Hey he man, I appreciate. appreciate it, I appreciated that trade. I'm very happy with the trade. I got the second pick in the draft. Bro, but you didn't even like like we'd say like oh J- uh, Lonnie Walker had a good game like he played today, like <laughs> it's it just hurt you know and Mike and I text, are like getting excited you would text about me on a, you would text me on a Wednesday afternoon and be like oh you watching Lonnie Walker right now I'm like no I, why I don't not know you game. should be I mean if Mike, I just didn't I, have Mike the Spurs like game him, I think he's a good player because I'd have like fourteen guys playing and I'd be like oh, you'd be like oh what are you doing I'd be like oh I'm watching the Sixers game you know I got I got them beat in Tobias Harris my fantasy team and you know they're my favorite team so. Watching them, and you're like, dude, why aren't you watching Lonnie Walker? He has seven points. See, Mike and I are yeah. built different. We don't watch our best yeah. players. We watch our no. worst players. You watch the worst ones, and you yeah, don't watch. 100%. You like, watch, I watch your, the worst players. You watch the number one team in the Eastern Conference and your favorite team, but you will be so critical of them and hate on them. No, Ben Simmons took a three in in your Vincent voice, but then. You're not gonna what my voice sounds like. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah, no, no, that was almost exact. When that's almost exact. I'm like that was perfect. I I know my my tone or my pitch is a little bit higher than yours naturally, but that is I'm you and your saying, reaction. I'm impressed. I'm just with, saying, like, dude. That was, I'm good. Just saying, that was good. You're not you're not a real fan of the team if you don't spend at least half of your time hating them. Why, dude? You should just support them. Like, no, I, th- this guy almost didn't want to watch the NBA. The playoffs because you just thought they were going to lose if you watched. But, and, dude, I, if you're going to support a team, you're going to watch them play in the playoffs. If you think they're going to win a championship, you watch them play. 
I'm not going to not watch my favorite team but if I, win a championship. But gonna, I, was t- I was taking the bullet, dude. I cursed them. We're not, we're not was, talking about, dude. We're talking about the draft. Mike was I mad that I, Mike was mad that I, one of my top five favorite players in the league, he was mad that I was, I was talking about him. He wanted well, me to talk about I'm just, but Bradley Beal, I, you know, I, I'll never live it down that I said Booker was a better fantasy option. You already he, lived it down. I never he's going to the that. finals and, you know, Bradley Beal's, you know, sitting there on the miserable Wizards. Uh, he can do so that. I'm not mad about he was it. a better player. I always said that Devin Booker was a better but, player. Bradley Beal was a better fan. And you know what? I'm just no, no. no. I'm just gonna. Say I missed. No, I, I missed. Just, I no, admit no, it. I, I missed. But, I, but I like, I just don't want to. I don't care that you missed. I don't care that you missed. But what I'm saying is, you always say that we give you so much crap when you miss, and I have not brought that up once, even though I was going one on three for an hour, That's and fair. then ended up being right. Well, you just I, said you don't like going one on three, just like Knockout City. Also, yeah, great game. Everyone should go download it so we have better competition. <laughs> yeah, go, do- go download Knockout City. It's a three-week-old game. It's it's all about dodgeball. It's basically everything you need to do in your free time. You just said you don't like doing that, so I, you just kind of like back down from it because you don't want to be ganged up on it. Hey, I just man. felt the need to bring it up. I don't Exactly. That's how strongly I felt about it. Is that I, I, I don't like going one on three against you guys because it just devolves into nonsense. It's like, uh, you know, quote, you know, never argue with fools because uh, from the distance you can't tell which one's the fool. You know, that's how I feel when I go one against three against you guys. But I felt so strongly about Bradley Beal that I said it. Regardless, we're off track. Talk about Trey Mann, dude. You, you love the guy. I want to I hear about him. I don't want to hear about Lonnie Walker. Dude, anymore, he, okay? I just, you know what I'm saying? I wish he would have gotten the same respect that Suggs got. That's all. I mean, I know Gonzaga's a way better team, so it's tough. I get what you're saying, though. I think so. I saying, much- no, it's, it, it, sorry, Giuseppe. I was just saying, like, I understand what you're saying because it seems like there's not enough bandwidth in the media to actually talk about all the players that are good. And a lot of times that bandwidth and that breadth is just used to talk about the same guys over and over. So I agree. I think a lot of players don't get the respect they deserve for, like, really, really good playoff NCAA tournament runs. And a lot of players go down because they have bad NCAA tournament. A lot of players don't. You know what a bad NCAA tournament? Franz Wagner has not gone down to any mocks that I've seen. Guy had a, a really bad, not really bad, but like, guy choked away a lot of moments. And I, and I don't know, I know we don't want to talk bad on him. You know, I'm a Michigan fan. I don't want to talk too badly on him, but, and I know we don't like him as a prospect, but uh, yeah, I, I agree, Mike. I guess it's, it's I, to make a short story long. Didn't you just say if you're, you're not a real fan of the team, if you don't hate on the team 50%, but you can't say one bad thing about one of their players? I can, but here's the thing. If we're already all going to, I don't, I don't want this to turn into a smack talking session where I'm the ringleader. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be a smack. I just need to say, Franz Wagner should not be in the first round. Dude, that's that's what, that's what first I'm saying. First round. I, first round. Dude, I, I would not draft I, him the first round. I don't first, know if I'll draft I guess him. I'm saying in the lottery, but like you wouldn't take him 30 no, overall. No, no, I, really I wouldn't draft it. him, bro. I would not draft him. And I, I would feel not, like I, that's, that's what I'm crazy. saying. Like, I don't even know if I draft him in the second round. There's players I like in the second round much more than I do like him. I, that's I just crazy, do not like bro. Him. Whoa, like, bro, that's bro, that's crazy. crazy. Wow. I feel like Kobe White. I feel like Kobe White right now, dude. I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I just, I just like his him. family. I mean, he they must have something on the NBA because Mo Wagner's signing his team. This guy rejected a lottery pick, and I why? So I, I mean. I have, they, the same, I have the same feeling. Why is Mo Wagner in the it, I need. We need to. We need to message Adam Silver. And make sure he's okay. Yeah. Like that. He's yeah. not being held at gunpoint. This is getting <laughs> this out of hand. Going on. This, this is getting out of hand. On. These guys should yeah. not be NBA players. I'm sorry. No. And if someone, I think he literally he roasted Mo and said if if he if he, he can if make he, it in the NBA, I could. So too. yeah, exactly. Like, like that's, just, that's just a, that's just some brother on brother banter. You're looking too much into it, my man. I don't know. I just I'm not a fan. It, it I, is some, it is some banter. It is some banter, but I think he's kind of understanding that he's not the man, or ever will be the man. 
I mean, yeah, nobody's arguing that Mo Wagner is leading your team to a championship. No. Yeah. I was talking about France. 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 Yeah. He's, like I said, one of those guys. He's, like he's a, the most like a, average a, NBA player. Yeah, he's like he's, he's like a Denny. Life. He's like a Denny to me. Like Denny from last year, I saw the same thing. I was like, yeah, sure, he's a good three point shooter, solid defender. I'm not excited. No. Um, I wouldn't take it, but that's the thing, though. It's a utility guy. It's a guy you could throw on your bench. I'm not going to say he shouldn't be in the NBA. But I mean, I mean can't you? Can't you find plenty of those guys you can just throw on your bench from the G League that are only really provide decent shooting? You know, someone just to throw in the rotation. Like, yeah, why are you wasting? Really. Why are you wasting a lottery pick on someone like that? That's like that's the safe choice. I feel like a lot of the times NBA are worried about missing hard, so they take something like that as the safe pick. I mean, yeah, he'll control. They they keep their job. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, I'd rather they, go they big miss, or go home. Miss, Swing for the fences. They, that's be, yeah, that's because if you miss really, really hard a bunch of times in a row, yeah, you don't lose your job. Okay, that's exactly. The well, there's two outs. There's two outs. And, and you, so what's the point of taking a safe bet and just hitting a single just for the next guy to get up to strike out? Oh, well, you're fine. The coach Swing for the fences. Why don't you ever want to be that guy? Trust me. Like, I, mean, I want to be that guy, pal. Pal, like, I want to be that guy. Like Mike said, dude, Isaiah Liver, someone that's not even anywhere in the – mock drafts or he's extremely late like i saw the pistons taking him at you know 56 or something i don't remember what it was but like i'd rather take isaiah livers over frank franz wagner like why why would i why would i ever take franz wagner over isaiah livers yeah let me just tell you right now that's uh, a wrong take (laughs) so you want isaiah livers over franz wagner i would are you for real vince i would 100 percent take him i am for real Bro, I'm, I'm, right. I'm creating a new pick. This is exactly page. what I was hoping to avoid. Can we go back to sleepers? Well, sleeper, Isaiah Livers, I feel like he's just getting nothing. Like, literally, as an undrafted player, I would take him. Absolutely. Because he, he's like the new – he's like, uh, I don't know, like when Tyler Eulis was up, was up or when – who was that guy? Uh, Yogi Ferrell. Like, he's one of those guys. Great in college. I don't really know if he can translate it. Are you saying that Michigan basketball players don't really translate to the NBA outside of the few stars that we have? I mean, I'm saying no. Michigan players have underachieved in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, we have Karis LeVert. We've got Jamal Crawford and Chris Webber and Juan Howard. Like, and then you're going to take Franz Wagner in the lottery? I didn't say in the lottery. You're saying he shouldn't be. I literally said, like, I'm not a fan of the guy. I don't think he should be as high as he is. And, you're, and then you come out and go, oh, he shouldn't be in the NBA. I would rather He's draft you, Vincent, 30th pick in the draft than Franz Wagner. I honestly really appreciate that, man. I've been working on my hook shot lately, and I think that I could be the next Kareem if you just no, give me a I, chance. No, I just feel like you'd be, you'd bring a great locker room presence. That's it. That's all we yeah, need Franz. you for. Franz Wagner, he wouldn't even warm up the bench. It would still be ice cold even though he sat on it all game long. It's good, man. I'd be the guy that'd be warming up the soup. That way when you know my, when my young stars get mad, I'd be like, all right, here's, man, here's some soup. Go throw it at your coach. Well, it wouldn't be, be Franz Wagner because he's not young and he's not a star. Wow. He's both young and not a star. <laughs> One for two. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll cut you a break. We'll cut you a break. And you... young, I was gonna say, I was gonna say he's both young and a star, but no, he's not a star. Not even the Spanish verb a star. Uh, All right, but I have I have three guys that I want to talk about briefly. Three, yeah, make make it brief. We gotta we gotta wrap this one up. All right, Charles. I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Bassy or? Bessie, I don't know. How, I don't know how to say it. I think he's a beast. I think he's Evan Mobley type player. Like not obviously as hyped up, and I think he's really underappreciated coming out of Western Kentucky University. 
probably not playing against the same um, competition playing in Conference USA, but he is a blocking maniac. I, I see him as everything that Drummond should have been. Like he's like he's like Drummond, but with a brain. If that makes any sense, he's a good player. He Drummond with a brain is literally Moses Malone, right? And that's like <laughs> I, that's how good I think. Not not Moses Malone, but I think he's this guy is a really good player going really late in draft. Um, underappreciated. Check this guy out. Um, next guy I want to talk about Bones Highland. Literally, Damian Lillard 1.0. No, Damian Lillard, Lillard 0.5. Like, he's got <laughs> Damian Lillard. He's not 0.0 Damian Lillard. But, I mean, coming out of a small college or smaller college, um, VCU, like I said, not getting enough hype around him. He can shoot from anywhere inside, like, his NBA inside the half. So, he's a great shooter. Pretty good playmaker. Um, all in out. I already had a, already had a great combine too. Yeah, he had a very good combine. He's pretty good. Um, at getting some steals too, which was pretty impressive. Like, so I really like him. I have him in my top ten potential prospects in this draft. So, um, he's shooting up drafts right now. Um, saw him earlier in the, in the this month. Um, as like an early second, mid second rounder. He's going in like the, you know. Um, early 20s now, so at least in mock drafts. So I see him shooting up drafts right now because of his pro day and NBA combine. And then the last guy I want to talk about, Herb Jones. Um, He was averaging 2.8 stocks a game playing in Alabama. He is an older prospect. He's going to be going in the second round if he's going anywhere just because he was a senior in Alabama. But if I'm an NBA team and I'm trying to win a championship now, I have a second-round pick. I'm taking my shot on Herb Jones because he is an excellent defender. Excellent defender. I um, can't say too much about his offensive game. He can get to the basket decently. He's not amazing by any means with that. But just his defending, I mean, I would love to have him as a role player on my team. And if the Pistons were to get him, like, I'd be super ecstatic about it. Chevy, I need you to be brutally honest with me here. Is Herb Jones Jordan Bell 2.0? Or 0.5. Jordan Bell? Yeah. The the center? The or yeah, the Oregon product. The one that went to the Warriors and, and then into the Wolves. Um, I don't think I so. That's what he reminds all. me of, dude. Just like an, an older player. Because Jordan Bell was a great defender, older prospects, so he fell in like the second round. Um, played on a team like he had a great, great senior year. His team had more success because of him. And then he fell a little bit and then he ended up not being great. That's, that was just asking if you. Oh, I know. I, remember I, didn't, about I didn't even know he was like drafted old. No. Oh really? Or like no, I didn't know that. Um, oh, it's kind of a big deal because the Warriors literally traded to get that pick to take him because and he was supposed to be like their answer as like their small ball five behind Draymond Green. Like it was like mm-hmm. he was supposed to be part of like the fabric of that team, and then they spit him out. Like I don't know, not fabric. Yeah, well, because he's he's like Isaiah Isaiah Stewart size. He's actually back on the Warriors, by the way. I know you said he went to the. I think he was part. Was he part of the? Was he part of that Wiggins trade to send uh, him back to the team? Because I know he went to the war, to the Timberwolves. Like they they signed him for not insignificant money. It was like they paid him a few million no. dollars a year. I'm pretty sure he got waived from a team or something like that this year, and then he he re-signed with the Warriors. Because I remember on Twitter, like Warriors Warriors stan pages were going crazy because they're all so happy. I, I mean, I, uh, I, yeah. I'm not huge on Jordan Bell, but he knows what to do. I mean, same with Kevon yeah. Looney. Like they're they they know what they know they know their role. 
for sure. Um, no, I don't think he's in. <laughs> I don't think he's a Bell type player, but he, yeah, I like him a lot. I, I honestly, I've, I've seen, I know he was successful this senior. I know he, SEC player of the year or something like that. Um, haven't seen enough of them to make that that comp, but your description, that's what it sounds like. But anyways, um, all right. Uh, Matt, do you have anybody you want to talk about as a sleeper? I, the only guy that I've got, I don't, I honestly, God wish I watched more college basketball so that I could tell you a guy that's like in the forties that I loved. Um, I think that Kai Jones, I like him. I know that, you know, he didn't really like him very much just because I truly believe in Texas big men every year. Um, you know, I'm, every year I'm going to reference the fact that they've had LaMarcus Aldridge, Miles Turner, Jared Allen, and Kevin Durant all come out in the last few years. They're all great players. Um, but so Kai Jones is my, is my go-to guy. I don't feel like he needs to be talked about a ton. He's just a, another athletic forward in the middle of the round. He's not, I don't think there's anything particular that's like incredible about him, but he's falling on a lot of boards and, I don't think he should be. I think he's, I think he's a solid player. Um, but, yeah, not too passionate about that, so we don't have to dig into it too much. But, Matt, do you have any sleepers you want to talk about, or uh, do you want to wrap us up here? No, I think we can just wrap it up there. Everyone that I was thinking about pretty much got talked about. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode here today. If you hadn't noticed already, this is going to be the first Flashy Stats podcast that is unedited, straight from the mouth. Um might bleep out Mike a little bit if we need to along the way. But besides that, no editing. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. A little bit longer of an episode today, talking about some of these draft prospects. Um, you know, we went through pretty much everybody that's projected in the top 10. I don't think we missed a single player besides maybe we didn't talk too much on Keon Johnson, but I think we touched on everybody. Got some sleepers in there. Had a great episode. I had a great time. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope you're looking forward to the draft and a great NBA finals. And yeah, guys, that is pretty much it. And as always, this has been the Flashy Stats Fantasy Podcast, where it's not just about the numbers.